0: Cool the Gang, Summer Madness. How cool is that? Back from the 1970s, if I'm not mistaken there. I could be completely wrong. I was wrong last night about Marlon Brando's age. Apparently, he was much older. But um, one of my uh, co-producers gave me the wrong info on that. But you know what? I didn't fact check, so I'm not going to blame my co-producer. Jasper. Let's see. When did uh, Summer Madness come out? I'm going to find that out right now. I'm going to find out when Robert, Cool Bell, and the gang came out with that track. Uh, Let's see. It's all on the YouTube side of things. We don't want YouTube song facts. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So that was the B side of the single higher plane. And the album is light of the w- light of worlds. It came out in 1974. Here are the song facts about uh, summer madness, which I think is a great piece of music actually. It's on the yacht, by the way. Released as the B-side to the hit Higher Plane, the cool instrumental tapped into the spiritual vibe of the album and provided inspiration for hundreds of future R&B and hip-hop songs that would sample it. A few notable uses of the song, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince in Summertime, Ice Cube and You Know How We Do It, Adina Howard and Freak Me or Freak Like Me, Aaliyah, in A Girl Like You, Mary J. Blige a Message on Our Music and Tanache in Wrong. Two years after its release this was used during a quiet scene in Rocky where Sylvester Stallone feeds his fish but it was enough to get cool the gang jumping out of their seats in the theater. Nobody had told us. Gang staff member Cleveland Brown remembered to Billboard. We were watching the movie about a white boxer when it came to the scene where Stallone dropped the needle on the record and Summer Madness started playing. I can tell you we got pretty loud in the theater. This was used in the 2001 John Simpleton film Baby Boy starring Tyrese Gibson and in the 2004 Chris Stokes film You Got Served starring the members of the boy band B2K. So there you go. 1974, looking very 1974-ish with the suits. They all wore the same. They were all wearing the same suits. In case, uh, well, you're listening now. But if you were here, you would have heard the track. Uh, and I'll give you the uh, the visual. The suits were, they were gray. They were uh, gray suits. Right? And then they had these like racing stripes, but they were 70s colors. Think of like, um, I don't know, like like uh, Arby's. Arby's gold, brown, and tan. The colors that predominate the 70s. So they had those stripes down on their sleeves and they had the, uh, they're all wearing bow ties they all wore the same color shirt. Uh, looking rather cool in their own way and a very unlikely hit and uh, band has a great legacy cool in the game welcome to the show Uh, if you're listening on the podcast side of things welcome we did about um, three hours and 20 minutes last night over on the uh, YouTube side of things which was good that was an LP that was a long player and we got into a lot of different stuff. The one thing I didn't get into, and this is like the second time I tried to do the Sunday night show and make a correlation to a period in world war two, just, just as there was a run up to world war two, Uranus was at the same degree um, as it was during this, this, uh, great stellium that we had last week. So maybe I'll get into it next week. Third time should be a charm. How is everybody? How's your Monday going? If you're listening at work or you're in your car, if you're listening to the podcast side of things, I hope your day is going exceptionally well. And it's not It is it is not considered spiritually incorrect at this point in time to wish you all very good days. I think, in fact, that's probably one of the greatest forms of resistance there can be. You know, there was a time when uh, I was very adamant, and I still am. I was very adamant about what was coming. And I, I kept telling people to prepare themselves, to prepare themselves, uh, phys- physically, physically, financially. I kept telling people that you needed to, you needed to get to this place where you were ready for this shit to hit the fan. And I started talking about this, I don't know, 2018, maybe I remember 2018, I really started to get the messages, uh, and it became really, I mean, I was talking about this in 20, on the podcast side of things, 2016 easily. But in 2018, I just remember having this overwhelming sense that, that this, that this doom was coming, right? That we were headed to a place where we needed to get really clear with ourselves. We need to get really clear with our bodies. We need to get really clear with God to the best of our ability that was and, you know, that was my gospel for quite a while. My gospel's changing a little bit because that, that time is here. And you, you really can't prepare for that time. Like the time for to prepare for this time was three or four years ago. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get up to speed. But the, the new tactic here, the new tactic is to not reflect the doom. Now, this is not being Pollyanna by any stretch, trust me because we talk about stuff and we, 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 uh, we pull back the curtain and there, th- and I'm going to pull back the curtain again today, but the, the most radical act of resistance you could have right now is to be at peace. That's the most radical act of resistance you can have. And not a piece that you're going to stick your head in the ground, like a, Ostrich. I've never seen an ostrich stick their heads in the ground. By the way, I know that they probably do, but that's not what I'm talking about. And being at peace isn't just also, you know, crossing your eyes and meditating on your navel. Being at peace is, I think, an active. It's it's an active state, and it includes many many different things. What brings you peace? Hanging out with your cat, walking your dog, seeing your loved ones going out into the world and having a state of mind that is uh, implacable, that you are a conduit for some form of uh, joy and higher consciousness, right? That's what we're talking about. And those are the most radical acts that you can participate in now. You know why? Because the, the world wants you to feel fucking miserable. They want you to feel miserable about your life, about the planet, about the state of the planet, about the Cretans that are running the planet. And the greatest act of resistance is to resist that, resist that thing. You do that and you will be successful. You will offer up the absolute most ironclad uh, form of rebellion that, that, that you can muster. So, This is, you know, this is my approach now. And um, and it's not an approach that has anything to do with denial, trust me. But we have to transcend that. We have to go through it, transform it, transcend it, and then um, be the most subversively, for lack of a better term, enlightened people that we can be. And if we can do that, uh, it can go viral. It takes work, but it can go viral. So, people keep asking me, well, why why do you keep playing this yacht, yacht music, Robert? Well, number one, it makes, for the most part, I'm not speaking for everybody now, but for the most part, it makes people happy. It reminds them of theoretically happier times. And, I'm not a total nostalgia freak. But in a time like where we are now, I think it's important to have these touchstones and to keep these inner flames lit in each and every one of us so that we can be in the world. And I guess Yacht is a vehicle towards that end. I mean, there's other reasons too why I've been playing this stuff and playing around with these playlists. And I've, I discovered that I'd heard that cool in the gang track before. But as, as I was going through a number of these songs, I'm like, man, this is like yacht. This, is, this has got the yacht vibe. So there you go. A little cool in the gang. Great band, by the way. They started off with uh, Jungle Boogie. And man, they were, they just, they were all over the place. And then, of course, they do the massive hit celebration. And in that song, the producer of the record wanted them to do the woo-hoo, right? The woo-hoo. They didn't like it. They were not into the woo-hoo. And uh, the producer convinced them. And the rest is history, because really it's the woo-hoo that sells that tune. All right, let's see who's uh, hanging out here today. I had a hard time getting the, the show. It's always a Monday thing. It's the Mondays some Mondays. Um, I had a hard time with uh, with putting the show onto the screen today because when I would... Okay, so I'll give you a little behind the scenes peek. When you look at... When I go to program the show, when I have to program it through um, Zoom. So I have to put in the link of the show... That's the page that the show is on. Then I have to put in uh, the uh, stream key and I have to put in another piece of information, uh, like the URL from which the actual stream is coming from. So there there are two URLs plus a stream key. I have to put them in and I click the button, and then Twitter, I'm sorry, Zoom takes that information puts it together, and then we have a show. But I kept doing it. I did it twice. For whatever reason, it took me back to a show that I had done in October of last year, which is no longer available. So these shows, by the way, they only last 90 days um, on BoxCast. They've got a 90-day lifespan. They could last longer, uh, but I have to pay for it. And they only last as long as I pay for it. So that's why I put the shows up now on, uh, on Rumble because, well, for all intents and purposes, I guess they'll last for perpetuity or however long that is. So that's why we were running behind today because I don't know what happened. It was strange, but it doesn't matter. You know why? Because we're here now and let's see where you're at. And Thank you for being here on this Monday. I know for a lot of you, uh, you were around last night and you're back again today, so I appreciate that. Let's see. Who do we have today? We got Maurice. What's going on, Maurice? Good to see you, Maurice 100. There's my man, Michael. Yep, we're sailing away. Wendy Says is here. What's going on, Wendy? The beautiful one. There's Fran, cc Jones. Sony. Hi, Sony. TJ, what's going on, Thomas, my man? What's happening? Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? I wonder what Joe Robert is talking about. Yeah, exactly. The big mystery. Uh, Let's see. Ryan's here. What's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. Uh, Did Tom have a rough night? What happened to Tom last night? I guess I'll catch up with him. Kelly B is here. Good morning, Kelly. Let's see. Probably too old-timey for Robert, I guess. Judith Durham passed a few days ago who was the lead singer of the Australian group, The Seekers. You know, folk music of the 60s. You know, I know a lot about older music. Music uh, is uh, something I studied. Not in a a college or anything, although I did take a music appreciation class in junior college that was taught by the head of the music department in junior college. And I learned a lot about music. It was my first exposure to uh, what I would call experimental electronic music. Beaver and Krauss, Terry Riley. The Terry Riley stuff, I was like, man, this is great. Love this minimalism. Neo-wise, what's happening? We need to get your leather recliner for your shows. Mm, I don't think I'd get up. <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't think I'd get up. I think I'd just stay in the leather recliner great idea. It would, it would not be a good practice. Uh, let's see chaos. The co-hosts, her dad and stepmom were still positive. Okay. So Kelly's talking about the, the vid, the vid at home. Let's see who else we have. Anybody else? Tondar stay cool. My baby's lighting in the tunnel is soul train. I know. Right. Don Cornelius. Miss Nakia, that is totally groovy. Look at look at there. here's Robin seasick yet still docked. It happens. It happens. Uh, let's see who else do we have. Smooth jazz, DJ MC, good stuff. Robert, I'm telling you, man, Summer Madness, cool in the gang. They're on. They were channeling, and I love the moog. I just I, you know, I'm a big fan of the mini moog, and that was. That was great. Um, Okay, Walk Between Raindrops. All right, so I did add a Donald Fagan track. Uh, It's the, what is it, the uh, FYI or F-I-Y or whatever. That said, I know that's not the song you wanted. Now, Walk Between Raindrops, I will play that for you tomorrow. Uh, Let's see, Lisa's in second place, she's back in first. Oh, shall we... Do a little Lisa moment here. Thanks for reminding me, Tom. There we go. Let's put this up here. We have adopted Lisa, or Lisa has adopted us. One of the two. But uh, I think she's coming to the event. On let's do this. She's coming to the event, if I'm not mistaken. So. Lisa, also known as L.A. Bliss. L.A. Bliss. Her goal is to get up on the Hollywood Bowl stage and show her singing talents. I have led up to this moment all my life. It's time for my story to be heard fly and inspire people to believe and heal themselves. And she is currently in first place. So the whole idea here is that if she continues to vote, win these rounds, she moves into another, uh, another level, right? It's like, let's like March madness. And then I think September, we're not that far away from finally when the final votes are tallied and there are three days and 12 hours left in this round. So theopenact.com backslash 2022 L backslash L hyphen A hyphen bliss. Go there and um, give her a vote or 10. So you get a free daily vote. And I guess if you, um, I guess if you pay ten dollars or something like that. you get a bunch of votes and the money goes to suicide prevention and uh, and then Lisa gets to garner those votes. So give, give a sister a hand. Let's get her up there because she will she'll do it she'll do a yacht song. What song what song do we want her to do? Um uh, how about Hay 19? How about Hay 19? The Cuervo gold, the fine Colombian, makes tonight a wonderful thing. All right, let's get back to uh, you guys. Uh, I wonder where what 70s Biden would say if you told him he'd be president someday. But too old demented to understand it. He might not even be around. He might not even be around. Walk the blank. I like walk the blank better, Robin. That sounds like something from Tron. Go walk the blank. Holly Beth is here. Hi, Holly. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Sarah Hemplain. Hey there, my homies that I've never met. Hey, right back at you. Uh Jake's in the house. What's going on, Jake? The Gucci to Goder, the original. She's here today. Is today Happy International Cat Day? Oh, how about that? Jasper jumped up on the bed this morning. He was hanging out with me. We've been uh we were rifing Jasper all weekend. <laughs> it's like so we set up the rife box, which has some some foam padding in it. And Jasper likes to sit in the foam padding, and we just cranked up the the Rife Tubes, and we were giving them all kinds of allergy treatment, anxiety <laughs> treatment. Jasper was getting a, uh, a a deep vibrational bath all weekend. What's going on, Hucklebuck411? Good to see you. Good morning. Uh, yacht Boy. there's my man JC. What's going on, Johnny? It's radical to keep it cool. I know, right? That's where it's at right now. You know, we have to go the other direction. Everybody wants to get out the knives and the pitchforks. They want to create an environment where we're at each other's throats. And By the way, there are people who patently deserve that kind of intent, attention and attention. Trust me. So I'm not sugarcoating the, uh, the effect of uh, these free radicals. By any stretch. But that said, the most revolutionary thing you can do is to enjoy your life. Trust me. This is the one thing that they don't want you to do. They want to put you into a living hell. What do you think this is all about? What do you think this is all about? What do you think the heat is about? The climate control is about, the bugs are about, the the, the you know, the, the, the worms are about, the high prices, the inflation, the cities looking like they're filled with human refuse. What do you think this is about? This is about turning Earth into a living hell. This is exactly what they're doing. This is the big picture of it all if you haven't figured it out yet. All this other stuff, the inflation it's the, all that, all those things are a means to an end. And the end is to create hell on earth and that you're in it and you're trapped and you can't get out of it. And these demonic um, entities and, and and I, and I, and I barely, barely want to use the word entity. They're the ones that are behind it and they are getting, both direct and indirect glee, absolute joy. They're sucking the loose right out of the system when they do this. And when they're done, they want to see this place being a barren wasteland and everybody's spirits broken and shattered. That's the goal. So the the way that you fight that goal, the way that you combat that goal is you go in the other direction. Now, some people would say that this is where Christianity comes into play and that as a Christian, you are at peace uh, through, the, uh, through the life and the love and the light of Jesus. Uh, nothing perturbs you, nothing disturbs you. And I believe there's some truth to that, by the way. However, that said, I think some of the, the worst enablers of this are Christians, bad enablers, terrible it is under the so-called guise of Christianity, so you got to find your own way here. You got to find your own connection. That's really important. And if and if your connection takes you into that place that is a bit more orthodox, so be it. You got to find that connection. You got to find that spark. You got to find that light. You got to keep it alive. Uh, let's see, yacht boy. I'm just saying. I Johnny's just dropping in. Mark, yes. What's going on, Mark? Good to to see you. We got to set up a call here, so I want to chat with you about something. Let's see. Emerging from the fog. Hey, Chris and Steve. Got a lot of great feedback from the Friday show. Good job, guys. I love me by shout out. Yeah, we all like to shout out. Let's see who else we have here. Anybody? Let's see. You are one visit to the Humane Society away from Jasper. So I am open to having a kitty. I do not want a cat with a fucking chip. Okay. And if they're at the Humane Society and they got a chip, I'm not interested. So I'm open to another uh, little furry life form, but I am, I am a little selective around it. I don't, I don't trust the chips. Gee, imagine that, Robert. Robert doesn't trust the chips. The Krimis were totally on fire. It was a great show. Absolutely great. You know, they spent a lot of time um, talking about, not talking about, they spent a lot of time researching the subject matter because they've been dosing on James Lindsay big time. It was great to uh, go down that uh, rabbit hole. All right. Um, So we're going to talk about Biden today. And we're going to talk about a few other things since he's on the headline. Why don't we talk about him since he's come back from the middle East where he was shaking the hands of his spirit guides. We have not seen Joe Biden in the flesh. You've seen him on video. That's it. Now they could surprise a lot of us and pop a version of Biden out there on, you know, Tuesday, today, who knows? Who knows when, where's Johto will be back? Or who knows where or when he'll be back? But I have my doubts that he's even around. And we've talked about this many times before. He had not one, but two surgeries for aneurysms in his brain. Two, two. That's number one. Number two, the people or the person that we've seen probably the most as Joe Biden looks nothing like Joe Biden. I mean, there's a vague resemblance, but the ears are different. And I and I keep hearing the argument, well, when you get a facelift, they do that. They attach the ears. Why would you want to attach your fucking ears? I like my ears. I like the fact that my lobe hangs low and off off my off my face. Now, that doesn't mean that if you have your earlobe attached, that your your ear is lesser than mine. I'm not I'm not an earist, okay? But I've also heard that they don't do that with plastic surgery. So again, you know, we're living in this time where there's really you know, no clear path to truth. You know, we're dealing with the NDAA, Smith-Munt, you know, all the mechanisms that have been put, put into place so that we have uh, a very hard time wrapping our arms around this so-called reality, right? So there's that. Then there's the eyes. Old Joe, blue eyes. This Joe, brown eyes bordering on black. So even the, the, the facial structure doesn't fit the facial structure of the guy that we used to know and love. He was always one of the most obnoxious assholes on Capitol Hill. He was so fucking smarmy. And he he was really convinced that he was going to be president one day. And the, uh, the comment that if you asked 80s Joe, if you told 80s Joe that he would be president one day, but he would be so senile that he wouldn't remember it. How would he feel about it? I mean, that would be the ultimate joke on him, wouldn't it? Notice how all the Hunter Biden talk has again subsided. It was, it was the decibel level on Hunter Biden was pretty big about three or four weeks ago. I mean, he was everywhere. And now it's subsided again. Even the New York Times admitted they were wrong about the laptop. So what did we have that replaced Hunter Biden? Well, we had Alex Jones. Alex Jones replaced Hunter Biden. The January 6th group replaced Hunter Biden. And even the prolonged attack on Trump has replaced Hunter Biden. Anytime something gets too hot on one side, they'll go to the other side and they'll find something and they'll stoke the coals And then they'll uh, light the fire on it, and that's exactly what. But we still haven't seen Joe. There no Jodo. I am convinced that he's not. He's no longer around. That that version one, which is the version that had the two brain aneurysms, that guy he's either deep six, or he's completely gone. When I say deep six, I'm talking, you know, being kept alive by some kind of uh, artificial means. Because there's this theory that if there's a clone, that you have to keep the original alive. That the original is gone, then the clone is gone. And it doesn't matter if the original is even, like, tubed up. So there's that. So the original could still be around, tubed up, to allow them to uh, roll you know, theoretical clone now. Then there's these guys who have likely played him as a double. And we've seen some of the characters. But even those guys are old, right? And they're, they're subject to things like uh, dementia or breaking down or, you know, they can get sick too. So they have a limited run of who they can bring out there. And they have an unlimited potential to recreate him through some kind of uh, virtual means. And maybe they can do a hologram. But to do a hologram, what do they do, a hologram, a Tupac? So the whole hologram idea is that the person would be speaking live. And then as the person speaks live, in one area, they're able to have all these cameras. Right, and then beam that into another location uh, in a three-dimensional space, which I, I believe it can totally happen, which brings up the question, is, is Tupac still alive? Uh, possibly. I've seen pictures with him and uh, Rihanna together. A lot of people say, oh, that's Photoshopped. I don't know. I don't know. We know that these people get disappeared. Tupac could easily have been some kind of an asset. I mean, if you look at his background, uh, his mother deeply involved in the Black Panthers in where Baltimore, which is where he went to school. He went to a, a private arts school in Baltimore. I think what was it was his, was it his aunt, mother's sister was involved in something heavy as part of the Panthers, and then went to Cuba. She was one of those Cuba people that defected to Cuba. And there's all kinds of, you know, very weird crossover stuff with like the Panthers and um, Pro, Eldritch Cleaver being one of them. A lot of people inside the Panthers believe that Eldritch Cleaver was also a government agent, which wouldn't surprise me. Eldridge Cleaver became a big Christian. Like he got whatever happened with the Panthers and or his involvement with the alphabets, he became a big Christian. And I think he wrote a book. And uh, I guess he, he passed in a very peaceful manner when he passed away. So could Tupac be an asset? Sure, why not? It's not out of the, it's not out of the question, at all. And assets go both ways. You know, you can be a double agent asset. You can play both sides. It happens all the time. You look at somebody like uh, Ghislaine Maxwell or even Jeffrey Epstein. They're probably double, triple agents. They're working for the Mossad. They're working for MI6. They're working for um, the CIA. All possible. All of it's possible. So, we're not real sure where Joe is because, honestly, their proof of life has not been very good, has not been very convincing. And I think that's really going to be the story moving forward. From now until October, how are they going to keep this Biden thing alive? Literally and figuratively, how are they going to keep it alive? And last night on the show, um, I talked about how Mars goes retrograde on uh, October 31st, just days before the midterms, which could throw everything into chaos. And I'm still a believer in that by the end of the year, Kamala Harris will be president. For how long? I don't know. I don't know. But they have to have her name up there. Right as the first woman, first BIPOC person as president of the United States. So hold on to your hold on to your seatbelts here, boys and girls, because it's going to get very weird over the next couple of months. But but I feel like it's really going to get very weird when we go into that phase post August 31st, when Mars goes retrograde. And it almost feels like there's a, a standstill with that. You know, when I, when I look at that energy, it feels like a standstill. And that, um, and, and you know, there could be something good that comes out of it too. And I talked about that last night on the show, that sometimes we view things that are negative and they actually want to being positive. And then sometimes we'll see, so, oh wow, that's great. And it's positive and then it wants it being negative. So that's another reason why it's not entirely great to pounce on something and be like totally happy about the thing that you pounced about. You want to be able to uh, sort some of that stuff out before it actually roots. All right. There's other things I want to talk about. But I wanted to make sure we got to the subject matter and the topic early today. Early in the show, instead of like with a half hour left. So now I go and talk about other things, which I do want to talk about. All right. Last night I played a. Vi- I didn't quite play the video. I played the audio, and I tried to the best of my ability to uh, play that audio. Today I'm going to play the video. i to play the video on the show because I feel like it's uh, it's important and appropriate, and and I have I have some real reasons as to why I played the audio and just the audio. And some of them, I will say this right now have to do with the fact that these people will stop at nothing and they will, they will absolutely ruin your lives. I've seen it. And uh, they nearly did it to Joan. They went after Joan because she was, not making people wear masks inside the office, inside the waiting room. She was not into it. She didn't believe it. And one of the uh, one of the Wokies found out and made her life living hell. And they actually had a, a Facebook group that was dedicated to going after merchants, in places that provided services in Austin that weren't doing it and they were reporting people to the board and all kinds of crap right they will stop at nothing they're unhinged and they're they're being driven by demons i believe that so i was being very selective about what i was putting out there last night cuz you can't be dumb right you just can't be dumb Uh, And it's one, it's one thing to be brave and courageous. I have no problem, but you know, we are living in a time where the cancer and I've, I've seen it on Twitter. I've, I've experienced on Twitter. I brought, I went, I went to that guy, Ron Philipkowski's Twitter feed. And I put something up about Alex Jones and it was, I wasn't even supporting Alex Jones. I wasn't even supporting him. And, but I wasn't also denigrating him. And then one guy came in and this is what he said. He said that my tweet sounded like a threat. It wasn't even close to being a threat. And this is what we're dealing with with these people. They are not rational. They have no desire whatsoever to uh, connect with your divinity or your humanity. None, none whatsoever. In fact, their only goal is to destroy you. They, they're, they're here to destroy people because they're here to destroy the world and you're part of the world. So that's one of the reasons why I played the audio. I wish I could have made a better audio recording of it. Um, and I'd even taken this person's name out. You can find them, it's easy. I'm going to play you the video now, the whole thing, the whole enchilada, all right? So this is what you did not see on the show last night. Get it, not see. Hold on a second. Make sure I have the right. And even if you're out watching the uh, or listening on the podcast, you'll be able to hear it, but you won't be able to see, which is fine. Okay, get ready. Um, it's pretty shocking. Here we go.
1: Much more detailed stuff on my personal playlist. First, you're gonna Google Child Free Binder and you're gonna click this one. No regrets, no regrets. They have a free resource called Build a Binder, which gives you data, all this stuff, pages and pages of information you can fill out about your health information and why you don't want children. Then you're gonna go to the Child Free subreddit. They have a list of doctors that is crowdsourced that have done these procedures before. You're gonna find a doctor in your network and you're gonna go to the doctor with your binder. You're gonna bully your doctor, you're gonna tell them you value your financial freedom that you do not want to have biological children of your own. Once you get approved by your doctor, you're going to call your insurance company because there's a chance this procedure is free. First, you're going to get the billing codes from your doctor of the procedures they're going to do. Then you're going to ask your insurance company, billing code by billing code, is this covered? Make note of when you had this conversation and who you talked to because your insurance company will likely try to fuck you over. Call ahead of surgery, double check, double confirm it's all covered. And then from there, it's really about choosing what you want. A lot of people get their tubes clamped or burned. This is reversible if you change your mind. My had was known as a tubal self-injectomy, so they went in above my hip bones, took out my fallopian tubes, two-week recovery time, don't regret a thing. I hope this helps you guys, and stay safe. So
0: I... So there you go. You're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And... She's got the she's got the nose ring, which is, again, I might have upset some people last week when I talked about the nose ring uh, on the Sunday night show. You know, we got into that bull symbology, right? She's got it, right? She's got that. And it's almost a given that if somebody has that, that septum ring, which is what it's called, uh, they're probably part of the cult. Right when I look at that, you know, there's this whole meme out there that uh, white people are evil. Um, she, she uh, actually exemplifies that, unfortunately, like the cold and calculated commands that she's delivering to her quote unquote followers. And this is somebody who is an astrologer influencer, this is not somebody. Who is out there trying to influence young people to um, not have babies? No rugrats, no regrets. I guess there's a website called that. Shall we try and find that? This is the demonic capacity that I was talking about, right? She's telling something, just think, let's say you're the parent of a young woman who is into astrology and you follow this person. Then all of a sudden you're getting all these instructions to get your tubes removed or tied. I think that was a tying procedure, but nonetheless, you're a parent and you don't know that that's going on with your kid. It happens all the time. All the time. I've read stories where young women, they go away to college and they come back and they come back home and they have their breasts removed. And parents are shocked, absolutely shocked when they see their their daughter with no breasts. I've covered this before, it's, it's horrific. Now, if the individual wants to remove their breasts, you know, in their thirties, whatever, fine. If that's what you want to do. I mean, I guess you could do it, right? And by law, they're old enough to theoretically make up their minds, but they're going through, you know, this this programming. They're going through this, um, this intense programming while they're away at college and they're immersed in it. And there is a website, a couple of websites where they would have, it wouldn't be that hard to find one. Um, that they have would have these before and after pictures, and the before pictures of these young women, a lot of them were stunning, like just really beautiful, stunning young women. And then the after pictures, they're like, you're like, what happened? Like, how did this? How did this take place? Something happened between the time they left their home and when they went to college. And then they came back home. They came back a different being. Right. So if you're a parent, you don't know that your daughter is following this person and listening to this person. And if you if you did know, what would you do? If you were to stumble upon your, let's say your daughter's cell phone and um, that, that, that 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 tick that that's from TikTok. And it was open on the phone and you just went because that's what parents do. And then that happens. What would you do as a parent? Right. I mean, theoretically, if your daughter would be under 18, then you might have some recourse, but even then, now there's no guarantee with any of that because the goal is to get to the children as quickly as possible. And we started talking talk about this, a few years ago, because it was noticeable, right? It would start off at the college level, and the indoctrination would happen at the college level because your kids thought that they were getting some form of higher learning by by uh, you know taking the uh, the you know the catechism of uh, critical theory, right? That's what happened. It's like, oh, wow, I never knew all this. I'm getting all this knowledge. I'm getting knowledge. I'm getting tools to dissect the world. And by the way, young people are looking for that stuff. That's why it's effective. Because they're looking for a way to navigate reality. And what do the schools provide them with? They they provide them with that tool. They provide them with a tool to navigate reality, the language, the model, because you have to understand the world in a particular milieu, right? Like you have to understand that if you're in an urban environment, you got to know where the subway lines are. You got to know where the the bus lines are, but that's not the only environment. You know, travel, travel a hundred miles East and you're out in the country. So, you know, how, how well is your little map of your urban environment going to serve you? Because there are no subway lines. There are no bus lines 100 miles to the east, right? That's what happens. But they give them that map. They give them the language. They create the milieu and the world that they think that they're living in. They, that's, that's exactly what happens. They create a world. For them and this is how the world is framed and once you're in that world you'll be under you'll be able to understand that world based on the ideology and the language that we're going to give you so that you can meet every single challenge that this world throws at you that's exactly what they do and they have an answer for everything well communism doesn't work have you ever have you ever looked at communism as it was applied by Mao or Stalin? And they'll have an answer for that. Well, that wasn't true communism. Right? That's not that's not the real thing. That's not real socialism. Oh really? Well, why isn't it? And then they'll give you some other answer. There's always they always have, it's like, it's like that video. She's provided these young women an answer and a solution for everything, created the world, and given them the map. Here you go. This is what happens. And young people want to know how to navigate the world. They don't want their parents telling them to. So what happens, they go off to school, and they're looking for answers. In most cases, they are. In some cases, they just want a big, fat paycheck in which case they'll go off into the STEM world and they'll get indoctrinated in a different kind of way. Um, But that's what happens. They're looking for answers. And we have these teachers that are there to theoretically provide them with the answers. The answers are baked into the system. So it helps them navigate. They see the world in a particular way, and they have all of the different pieces that allows them to not stumble and fall. And then they find solidarity because they have other people that speak their own language. They have other people that share the same ideology. So now they're not alone. God forbid they're alone. God forbid that they're outside of that milieu. It was interesting. I was listening to this guy this morning who um, he actually does a really good job. His name is uh, Casey. And he does a, a, a stream on YouTube called Behind the Lines. And it's mostly sports and sports-related media. But he's really good at what he does. He's from Louisiana. I'd like to actually have him on the show one of these days. He'd be a good guest. Um, and he was talking about Leah Thomas, also known as William Thomas, the swimmer. And he was talking about how when Leah Thomas went to uh, – the NC2A finals that he had to share a locker room with the girls who were swimming there. And, you know, he's got junk. He is not, he has not clipped his junk. He just, he takes a few uh, estrogen pills on a monthly basis, grew his hair out and changed his name from William to Leo and probably wears a dress every now and then. It's called the Clinger Effect. And there was a a gal from, I think, University of Kentucky. What was her name? Gaines. Gaines was her last name. She's a swimmer. And she was talking with Tucker Carlson about what it was like to have to compete against Leah Thomas. And the first day that... Leah Thomas was there. Um, like the girls who were competing were in a state of shock, right? Leah Thomas is, is in the locker room and um, he's got his junk swing between his legs and unabashedly. Right. So the girls were shocked. That's to be expected. And then The next day, after Leah Thomas started to crush the competition, and anytime anybody says that a female athlete, with the exception of maybe a softball pitcher, um, can compete with a male athlete is wrong. They're just wrong. William Thomas, I believe, was ranked... The 456th swimmer out of all the men in the country. And then he switches teams and he's ranked number one. And he's crushing the best female swimmers in the country. So, what happened is this gal started to talk to the uh, NC2A. Some of the girls started to get kind of pissed off. Like they had the shock wore off, and now they're like, "What the hell is going on here?" So, this is what she was told. This is what she was told. This is a competitive swimmer at a high level. She said, uh, "The NC2A said Leah Thomas is untouchable. Like that's not going to go away." That's not going to go away. So we can't help you with that. But what we can help you with is to get help to accept it. Well, we can help you with that. We can get you counseling, probably get you on some meds, which they've proven don't work. So that was the solution, right? There was no no option on the table. Nope, not going to happen. Well, why? Is it because they're afraid of lawsuits? Maybe. Or is it because they're now part of creating the paradigm, this idea of hell on earth, right? Which is where we started right now, right? This is where we started the show. We're here right now. And what they'll do is they'll provide professional services and counseling for you to be able to accept hell on earth a lot easier, so again, it really comes down to what you're going to do and how you're going to live your daily life. And that's one of the reasons why I always look forward to, to connecting in with the people in chat, because you're happy. And you're happy to see each other, even though you've never, some of you have never met each other. But it's an act of defiance of the first order. I have no idea if, if and when they're going to break out Johto. I have no idea. I have a feeling that they will eliminate him some way. He'll be written out of the script. And I think the Pelosi journey uh, for all of its uh, high strange to China is part of it. It is definitely part of it. Let's see where do I want to go. Why do we go over here? Let's see what we got here. Um, All right, I do indulge in a little schadenfreude and some feel good. I'm not immune, particularly when the person is really, truly an asshole. So this is uh, Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke, the big loser. And I guess he's uh, in Texas here. You know, he's running against Abbott. And, you know, Abbott's a toady. I'm not going to uh, bail any water for Abbott. But Beto makes Abbott look like Thomas Jefferson or Patrick Henry. So let me play this for you. This is uh, Beto being chased out. And uh, this is some event here in Austin. They're waiting for him. And uh, they got Kid Rock signs and, and everything. It's a minute 22. So if you're listening, I'm setting the stage. Um, looks like there's a theater called The K, Kay, K-A-Y. And uh, Beto is coming out. And there are a number of people on the street who are not Beto fans. Let's just put it that way. And somebody's got a sound system and Kid Rock. Is playing here, so here we go. They're getting really close. We are getting very close to better. Stepped in a little bit there, created a good buffer. Now he's in his truck, he was driving, he was driving, he's kind of in front of his truck. This is getting ugly. That's hard for him to pull out. He can't get out. People are surrounding this truck. Now you got cars running. Somewhere. You know, at some point, one of these—I mean, they've done it before with Rand Paul. You know, when Rand Paul, I think it was a like 20, 2020, and he got—he basically got assaulted. No one ever talked about that, by the way. Rand Paul's wife and his bodyguard got completely assaulted by a group of people that's be, that has nothing to do with the fact that Rand Paul got assaulted by his neighbor you know the people that celebrate that shit they celebrated the fact that Rand Paul got Rand Paul got uh, injured by his neighbor they celebrated the fact that those people roughed him up on the crosswalk in DC as he was going i think from some performance with his wife and his body his bodyguard decent sized guy but he didn't stand any chance against you know, eight or or nine ruffians who were were there to cause damage to Rand Paul. So it happens. And I wonder how Beto felt in that moment, right? There's a part of him, as a human, what do you do? You just shut down. You shut down. You don't have any kind of sensor connected to the outer world. So you just shut down, and it's a survival mechanism, right? You're not fighting. You're in a flight mode, but you can't act like you're in a flight mode. So you just shut everything down to the most basic functional levels. But at some point, right, like when he gets in the car, when he gets in that truck, after he's dealt with the immediacy of what just happened, I'll bet you deep down inside, he's scared. Because at some point, at some point, something is going to snap. Somebody's going to snap. And one of these politicians could be on the left, could be on the right, doesn't matter. The right usually doesn't do it. The right has been much more well-behaved than the left, but they're learning from the left in that way. They're learning that it doesn't pay to be polite. It doesn't pay to be quote-unquote Christian. At some point, one of these guys on the left who's exposed, I think will suffer some serious damage. Like the crowd will will turn on that person. We've already seen it on the other side. I just gave you the Rand Paul um, version. There was the Steve Scalise thing. Which was bizarre, right? He got shot. Steve Scalise got shot. So, I think that that we're very close to that. And is that going to be the uh, is that going to be the solution to everything? Probably not. Probably not. But what I will say about that is that people don't know what their limits are until they're shown what their limits are. And it has nothing to do with maintaining a sense of well-being and living your quote-unquote best life or your, you know, striking a chord for your spirit every day. It has nothing to do with that. Because there are times when it is important to have discernment and draw those lines. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and beat the hell out of somebody. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just, I understand human nature. People don't, people don't know what's enough until they know what's, you know, people don't know what's not enough until they know what's enough. That's how it breaks down. And once they find out, they're much more reticent to cross that. It's all just, you know, basic fucking Skinner behavioralist shit. And unfortunately, that's sometimes how people have to be dealt with. And that's what they're reduced to. Right, So there was a video, I don't think I played it, maybe I did, but I, I, I'm not sure if I did. There was a video a couple of weeks ago, stupid, stupid fast food uprisings, right? That's been the theme of 2022, fast food uprisings, the great fast food revolutions of 2022. You know, people going into fast food restaurants, usually McDonald's, but not solely McDonald's. And being dissatisfied with something. And you're going behind the counter or doing stupid shit. I've seen two instances where I guarantee you the people that did that, they will never do it again. Never do it again. And one was at a Taco Bell. And, you know, these clowns started raising hell, started going behind the counter, you know, they were going to destroy the place and, you know, get extra free hot sauce or whatever. And there is this, this gal that worked there. And I don't know if you noticed this, but most of the people that work at Taco Bell, they're authentic. They're they're They look like they're from Mexico. You know why? Cause they probably are, or if they're not from Mexico, they're not too far removed from being from Mexico. So uh, Taco Bell keeps it muy autentico. So this gal from Taco Bell who was looking very authentic, she got a pot of hot, you know, they have hot water back there. We'll use it to clean shit, whatever, right? She got hot water and she threw it on this woman's face. Woman ran out of the fucking restaurant. Do you think that woman will fuck around with, with uh, you know, the uh, fast food rebellion of 2022? No. Are you kidding me? I mean, she's probably got a scarred face now because she was a fucking idiot and decided that, you know, with her friends, her gang, they were going to destroy the place for whatever reason. None of it is justified, guarantee you. That's what happens. That person will never do that again. Because in their mind, they'll remember that when they cross that line, it changed their life. And in not, not in a good way. Sorry, right? This is a part of humanity that we're dealing with. and And I'm not, again, I am not advocating people get violent, right? This is not what this is about. I'm just telling you that this is unfortunately what we've been reduced to now. We can't talk to each other. We can't say, hey, you know, that's that's really a minor league move. Just don't do that. You know, you're gonna look bad. You're gonna make your parents look bad. You're, you know, you'll bring you'll bring your family name down. You're degrading our our species. You're letting them win. Nobody wants to hear that. They they are so walled off in terms of their internal noise and rage. They're just not gonna listen to it. So then what's left, right? What is what is the next line of defense? Well, the next line of defense is don't do it. You think somebody's going to go into a bodega in New York City and hassle the next bodega guy after seeing the video what happened to the dude that went in there and decided to keep it real and hassle the bodega guy who put a knife in his jugular vein and killed the guy? I think they'll think twice about it. What about the guy that went uh, that went into the uh, liquor store in Norco, California? You think anybody is going to go into that liquor store, in Norco, California, and take it as a challenge? Let's challenge that motherfucker. No, I don't think so, because they saw what happened. The guy blew the guy's arm off, right? Separated it off from. He used a shotgun. It wasn't on yeah on the ground, but. That's what he was saying. It blew my arm off. He couldn't move. His, he couldn't move his arm. That guy's not going to go back and rob that liquor store. Take that right now. And who knows? Maybe, maybe somebody out there will go get ten guns and go down to the liquor store. We'll show that motherfucker. This is what happens. People do not know what the limit is until you show them what the limit is, and then they know. Right it's an unfortunate consequence of being a human at times. All right. What else we got? We got a few minutes left here. So Beto, oh God, I, I, you know, I, I, I try to get inside of these people's heads. Beto is fucking filthy rich. He's filthy rich. He's filthy Rich. He's filthy rich. His wife's father is one of the biggest landowners in Texas, okay? He's filthy rich. The guy, he's probably never worked a day in his fucking life anyway. But he doesn't have to work another day. If he wanted to, he could become a philanthropist. He could set up programs to deal with hunger and the homeless. He doesn't have to run for governor. He could do all that independently, and he could probably do more good. He almost beat Ted Cruz; it was very close. He got his butt wiped when he was running for president, and he was on the uh, on the debates, the debate circuit. Him and him and the other idiot from Texas, uh, Julian Castro, who made no sense. Of course, Beto does the hands thing. You know, this this is the the big liberal thing, right? They do the hands thing. They start generating this force. It's almost like they're conjuring the spirits around them. So when they make their very intelligent, but ultimately ridiculous points, they have as much energy summoned from the ethers as possible. And there's a good chance they'll lose again. Texas is a state that is not perfect, When it comes to the ballots, but I guarantee you, if Greg Abbott is running the election and he's running the election, Greg Abbott's going to fucking win. Unless, unless they get to Abbott somehow and they say, Greg, you're going to lose. But Don't worry, we got you covered. You know, we got you covered because all those vaccines that you were telling people to get. Yeah, you're responsible for them. All the carnage from those vaccines, you're responsible for them. And uh, don't worry, we'll make sure that nothing happens to you. There are a lot of politicians that are on the hook for that. And you don't think that can be used against them? They'll use anything. But in a uh, perfect, imperfect world with a level playing field, better loses. And it's because Abbott runs the elections here. All right. Um, They just hired 87,000 new IRS agents. How do you feel about that? Feel good about that? 87,000. Let's see if we can get a correlation here. Just to give you an example of how much 87,000 is. Okay. Oh, there's Max. Let's see. 80, 87,000 people. we got to go pretty far down the line here to find a, a correlation. Uh Let's see. Let's do this. Hmm. Okay. So Albany, New York has 96,000 people. That's 10,000 people more. So that's hiring nearly as many people that live in the city of Albany, New York. That's a lot of people. That's how many new IRS agents they have or will have. So the, so the question is why are they hiring all these people? Well, I think we know the answer to that. It's enforcement. What kind of enforcement? Uh, Hopefully, we don't find out because that could be uh, problematic for a lot of people. Um, Is there anything else here we want to talk about today that's remotely interesting? I think we're good. I think we're good to go. All right. Thanks for being here. And Wendy, Walk Between dewdrops. the uh, Donald Fagan song. I'm going to play that tomorrow just for you. Even if there isn't a live version, I'll play the studio version. No, I know it's Walk Between Raindrops. I'm going to play that for you because you got your request in. And uh, I wasn't sure which one it was. That's why I didn't play it today. Well, I'll play tomorrow. All right. Thanks for being here. Uh, use your head in order to discern what's real. Your are hard to say it when it's possible. If you feel so inclined, you can always subscribe to this show and support the show. And uh, you can do that over on the 15 Minutes of Flame site. There are different tiers that you can subscribe to. And uh, I think we're good. All right, we'll see you back here tomorrow at the uh, at the Yataria uh, Yacht House. You know we have a yacht house here in Yataria. It's great. We serve fresh fish, the best coleslaw, uh, some fantastic fries, great fries. And for those of you that do drink, we have a nice selection of real chablis from France and some nice rosés from Spain. Uh, we also have sparkling water and sweet and unsweet iced tea. Water is purified and filtered and the tea is organic. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Take care. Bye for now.